Section twenty nine of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book four, chapter five. A laceration in the drawing room. But in the drawing room, the conversation was already over. Katerina Ivanovna was greatly excited, though she looked resolute. At the moment Alyosha and Madame Holakoff entered, Ivan Fyodorovitch stood up to take leave. His face was rather pale, and Alyosha looked at him anxiously. For this moment was to solve a doubt, a harassing enigma which had for some time haunted Alyosha. During the preceding month it had been several times suggested to him that his brother Ivan was in love with Katerina Ivanovna, and, what was more, that he meant to carry her off from Dmitri until quite lately the idea seemed to alyosha monstrous though it worried him extremely he loved both his brothers and dreaded such rivalry between them meantime dmitri had said outright on the previous day that he was glad that ivan was his rival and that it was a great assistance to him dmitri in what way did it assist him to marry grushenka but that alyosha considered the worst thing possible besides all this alyosha had till the evening before implicitly believed that katerina ivanovna had a steadfast and passionate love for dmitri but he had only believed it till the evening before he had fancied too that she was incapable of loving a man like ivan and that she did love dmitri and loved him just as he was in spite of all the strangeness of such a passion but during yesterday's scene with grushenka another idea had struck him the word lacerating which madame holikoff had just uttered almost made him start because half waking up towards daybreak that night he had cried out laceration laceration probably applying it to his dream he had been dreaming all night of the previous day's scene at katerina ivanovna's now alyosha was impressed by madame holikoff's blunt and persistent assertion that katerina ivanovna was in love with ivan and only deceived herself through some sort of pose from self-laceration and tortured herself by her pretended love for dmitri from some fancied duty of gratitude yes he thought perhaps the whole truth lies in those words but in that case what was ivan's position alyosha felt instinctively that a character like katerina ivanovna's must dominate and she could only dominate someone like dmitri and never a man like ivan for dmitri might at last submit to her domination to his own happiness which was what alyosha would have desired but ivan no ivan could not submit to her and such submission would not give him happiness alyosha could not help believing that of ivan and now all these doubts and reflections flitted through his mind as he entered the drawing-room another idea too forced itself upon him what if she loved neither of them neither ivan nor dmitri it must be noted that alyosha felt as it were ashamed of his own thoughts and blamed himself when they kept recurring to him during the last month what do i know about love and women and how can i decide such questions he thought reproachfully after such doubts and surmises and yet it was impossible not to think about it 
he felt instinctively that this rivalry was of immense importance in his brother's lives and that a great deal depended upon it one reptile will devour the other ivan had pronounced the day before speaking in anger of his father and dmitri so ivan looked upon dmitri as a reptile and perhaps had long done so was it perhaps since he had known katerina ivanovna that phrase had of course escaped ivan unawares yesterday but that only made it more important if he felt like that what chance was there of peace were there not on the contrary new grounds for hatred and hostility in their family and with which of them was alyosha to sympathize and what was he to wish for each of them he loved them both but what could he desire for each in the midst of these conflicting interests he might go quite astray in this maze and alyosha's heart could not endure uncertainty because his love was always of an active character he was incapable of passive love if he loved anyone he set to work at once to help him and to do so he must know what he was aiming at he must know for certain what was best for each and having ascertained this it was natural for him to help them both but instead of a definite aim he found nothing but uncertainty and perplexity on all sides it was lacerating as was said just now but what could he understand even in this laceration he did not understand the first word in this perplexing maze seeing alyosha katerina ivanovna said quickly and joyfully to ivan who had already got up to go a minute stay another minute i want to hear the opinion of this person here whom i trust absolutely don't go away she added addressing madame holikoff she made alyosha sit down beside her and madame holikoff sat opposite by ivan you are all my friends here all i have in the world my dear friends she began warmly in a voice which quivered with genuine tears of suffering and alyosha's heart warmed to her at once you alexey fyodorovitch were witness yesterday of that abominable scene and saw what i did you did not see it ivan fyodorovitch he did what he thought of me yesterday i don't know i only know one thing that if it were repeated to-day this minute i should express the same feelings again as yesterday the same feelings the same words the same actions you remember my actions alexey fyodorovitch you checked me in one of them as she said that she flushed and her eyes shone i must tell you that i can't get over it listen alexey fyodorovitch i don't even know whether i still love him i feel pity for him and that is a poor sign of love if i loved him if i still loved him perhaps i shouldn't be sorry for him now but should hate him her voice quivered and tears glittered on her eyelashes alyosha shuddered inwardly that girl is truthful and sincere he thought and she does not love dmitri any more that's true that's true cried madame holikoff wait dear i haven't told you the chief the final decision i came to during the night i feel that perhaps my decision is a terrible one for me but i foresee that nothing will induce me to change it nothing it will be so all my life my dear kind ever faithful and generous adviser the one friend i have in the world ivan fyodorovitch with his deep insight into the heart approves and commends my decision he knows it 
yes i approve of it ivan assented in a subdued but firm voice but i should like alyosha too ah oh, alexey fyodorovitch forgive my calling you simply alyosha i should like alexey fyodorovitch too to tell me before my two friends whether i am right i feel instinctively that you alyosha my dear brother for you are a dear brother to me she said again ecstatically taking his cold hand in her hot one i foresee that your decision your approval will bring me peace in spite of all my sufferings for after your words i shall be calm and submit i feel that i don't know what you are asking me said alyosha flushing i only know that i love you and at this moment wish for your happiness more than my own but i know nothing about such affairs something impelled him to add hurriedly in such affairs alexey fyodorovitch in such affairs the chief thing is honour and duty and something higher i don't know what but higher perhaps even than duty i am conscious of this irresistible feeling in my heart and it compels me irresistibly but it may all be put in two words i've already decided even if he marries that creature she began solemnly whom i never never can forgive even then i will not abandon him henceforward i will never never abandon him she cried breaking into a sort of pale hysterical ecstasy not that i would run after him continually get in his way and worry him oh no i will go away to another town where you like but i will watch over him all my life i will watch over him all my life unceasingly when he becomes unhappy with that woman and that is bound to happen quite soon let him come to me and he will find a friend a sister only a sister of course and so for ever but he will learn at least that that sister is really his sister who loves him and has sacrificed all her life to him i will gain my point i will insist on his knowing me and confiding entirely in me without reserve she cried in a sort of frenzy i will be a god to whom he can pray and that at least he owes me for his treachery and for what i have suffered yesterday through him and let him see that all my life i will be true to him and the promise i gave him in spite of his being untrue and betraying me i will i will become nothing but a means for his happiness or how shall i say an instrument a machine for his happiness and that for my whole life my whole life and that he may see that all his life that's my decision ivan fyodorovitch fully approves me she was breathless she had perhaps intended to express her idea with more dignity art and naturalness but her speech was too hurried and crude it was full of youthful impulsiveness it betrayed that she was still smarting from yesterday's insult and that her pride craved satisfaction she felt this herself her face suddenly darkened an unpleasant look came into her eyes alyosha at once saw it and felt a pang of sympathy his brother ivan made it worse by adding i've only expressed my own view he said from anyone else this would have been affected and overstrained but from you no any other woman would have been wrong but you are right i don't know how to explain it but i see that you are absolutely genuine and therefore you are right 
but that's only for the moment and what does this moment stand for nothing but yesterday's insult madame holikoff obviously had not intended to interfere but she could not refrain from this very just comment quite so quite so cried ivan with peculiar eagerness obviously annoyed at being interrupted in any one else this moment would be only due to yesterday's impression and would be only a moment but with katerina ivanovna's character that moment will last all her life what for any one else would be only a promise is for her an everlasting burdensome grim perhaps but unflagging duty and she will be sustained by the feeling of this duty being fulfilled your life katerina ivanovna will henceforth be spent in painful brooding over your own feelings your own heroism and your own suffering but in the end that suffering will be softened and will pass into sweet contemplation of the fulfilment of a bold and proud design yes proud it certainly is and desperate in any case but a triumph for you and the consciousness of it will at last be a source of complete satisfaction and will make you resigned to everything else this was unmistakably said with some malice and obviously with intention even perhaps with no desire to conceal that he spoke ironically and with intention oh dear how mistaken it all is madame holikoff cried again alexey fyodorovitch you speak i want dreadfully to know what you will say cried katerina ivanovna and burst into tears alyosha got up from the sofa it's nothing nothing she went on through her tears i'm upset i didn't sleep last night but by the side of two such friends as you and your brother i still feel strong for i know you two will never desert me unluckily i am obliged to return to moscow perhaps to-morrow and to leave you for a long time and unluckily it's unavoidable ivan said suddenly to-morrow to moscow her face was suddenly contorted but but dear me how fortunate she cried in a voice suddenly changed in one instant there was no trace left of her tears she underwent an instantaneous transformation which amazed alyosha instead of a poor insulted girl weeping in a sort of laceration he saw a woman completely self-possessed and even exceedingly pleased as though something agreeable had just happened oh not fortunate that i am losing you of course not she corrected herself suddenly with a charming society smile such a friend as you are could not suppose that i am only too unhappy at losing you she rushed impulsively at ivan and seizing both his hands pressed them warmly but what is fortunate is that you will be able in moscow to see auntie and agafia and to tell them all the horror of my present position you can speak with complete openness to agafia but spare dear auntie you will know how to do that you can't think how wretched i was yesterday and this morning wondering how i could write them that dreadful letter for one can never tell such things in a letter now it will be easy for me to write for you will see them and explain everything oh how glad i am but i am only glad of that believe me of course no one can take your place i will run at once to write the letter she finished suddenly and took a step as though to go out of the room and what about alyosha and his opinion which you were so desperately anxious to hear cried madame holikoff 
there was a sarcastic angry note in her voice i had not forgotten that cried katerina ivanovna coming to a sudden standstill and why are you so antagonistic at such a moment she added with warm and bitter reproachfulness what i said i repeat i must have his opinion more than that i must have his decision as he says so it shall be you see how anxious i am for your words alexey fyodorovitch but what's the matter i couldn't have believed it i can't understand it alyosha cried suddenly in distress what what he is going to moscow and you cry out that you are glad you said that on purpose and you begin explaining that you are not glad of that but sorry to be losing a friend but that was acting too you were playing a part as in a theatre in a theatre what what do you mean exclaimed katerina ivanovna profoundly astonished flushing crimson and frowning though you assure him you are sorry to lose a friend in him you persist in telling him to his face that it's fortunate he is going said alyosha breathlessly he was standing at the table and did not sit down what are you talking about i don't understand i don't understand myself i seemed to see in a flash i know i'm not saying it properly but i'll say it all the same alyosha went on in the same shaking and broken voice what i see is that perhaps you don't love dmitri at all and never have from the beginning and dmitri too has never loved you and only esteems you i really don't know how i dare to say all this but somebody must tell the truth for nobody here will tell the truth what truth cried katerina ivanovna and there was an hysterical ring in her voice i'll tell you alyosha went on with desperate haste as though he were jumping from the top of a house call dmitri i will fetch him and let him come here and take your hand and take ivan's and join your hands for you're torturing ivan simply because you love him and torturing him because you love dmitri through self-laceration with an unreal love because you've persuaded yourself alyosha broke off and was silent you 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 are a little religious idiot that's what you are katerina ivanovna snapped her face was white and her lips were moving with anger ivan suddenly laughed and got up his hat was in his hand you are mistaken my good alyosha he said with an expression alyosha had never seen in his face before an expression of youthful sincerity and strong irresistibly frank feeling katerina ivanovna has never cared for me she has known all the time that i cared for her though i never said a word of my love to her she knew but she didn't care for me i have never been her friend either not for one moment she is too proud to need my friendship she kept me at her side as a means of revenge she revenged with me and on me all the insults which she has been continually receiving from dmitri ever since their first meeting for even that first meeting has rankled in her heart as an insult that's what her heart is like she has talked to me of nothing but her love for him i am going now but believe me katerina ivanovna you really love him and the more he insults you the more you love him 
that's your laceration you love him just as he is you love him for insulting you if he reformed you'd give him up at once and cease to love him but you need him so as to contemplate continually your heroic fidelity and to reproach him for infidelity and it all comes from your pride oh there's a great deal of humiliation and self-abasement about it but it all comes from pride i am too young and i've loved you too much i know that i ought not to say this that it would be more dignified on my part simply to leave you and it would be less offensive for you but i am going far away and shall never come back it is forever i don't want to sit beside a laceration but i don't know how to speak now i've said everything good-bye katerina ivanovna you can't be angry with me for i am a hundred times more severely punished than you if only by the fact that i shall never see you again good-bye i don't want your hand you have tortured me too deliberately for me to be able to forgive you at this moment i shall forgive you later but now i don't want your hand den dank dame beger ich nicht he added with a forced smile showing however that he could read schiller and read him till he knew him by heart which alyosha would never have believed he went out of the room without saying good-bye even to his hostess madame holikoff alyosha clasped his hands ivan he cried desperately after him come back ivan no nothing will induce him to come back now he cried again regretfully realizing it but it's my fault my fault i began it ivan spoke angrily wrongly unjustly and angrily he must come back here come back alyosha kept exclaiming frantically katerina ivanovna went suddenly into the next room you have done no harm you behaved beautifully like an angel madame holikoff whispered rapidly and ecstatically to alyosha i will do my utmost to prevent ivan fyodorovitch from going her face beamed with delight to the great distress of alyosha but katerina ivanovna suddenly returned she had two hundred rouble notes in her hand i have a great favour to ask of you alexey fyodorovitch she began addressing alyosha with an apparently calm and even voice as though nothing had happened a week yes i think it was a week ago dmitri fyodorovitch was guilty of a hasty and unjust action a very ugly action there is a low tavern here and in it he met that discharged officer that captain whom your father used to employ in some business dmitri fyodorovitch somehow lost his temper with this captain seized him by the beard and dragged him out into the street and for some distance along it in that insulting fashion and i am told that his son a boy quite a child who is at the school here saw it and ran beside them crying and begging for his father appealing to every one to defend him while every one laughed you must forgive me alexey fyodorovitch i cannot think without indignation of that disgraceful action of his one of those actions of which only dmitri fyodorovitch would be capable in his anger and in his passions i can't describe it even i can't find my words i've made inquiries about his victim and find he is quite a poor man his name is snegiryov he did something wrong in the army and was discharged i can't tell you what and now he has sunk into terrible destitution with his family an unhappy family of sick children and i believe an insane wife 
he has been living here a long time he used to work as a copying clerk but now he is getting nothing i thought if you that is i thought i don't know i am so confused you see i wanted to ask you my dear alexey fyodorovitch to go to him to find some excuse to go to them i mean to that captain oh goodness how badly i explain it and delicately carefully as only you know how to alyosha blushed manage to give him this assistance these two hundred roubles he will be sure to take it i mean persuade him to take it or rather what do i mean you see it's not by way of compensation to prevent him from taking proceedings for i believe he meant to but simply a token of sympathy of a desire to assist him from me dmitri fyodorovitch is betrothed not from himself but you know i would go myself but you'll know how to do it ever so much better he lives in lake street in the house of a woman called kalmikov for god's sake alexey fyodorovitch do it for me and now now i am rather tired good-bye she turned and disappeared behind the portiere so quickly that alyosha had not time to utter a word though he wanted to speak he longed to beg her pardon to blame himself to say something for his heart was full and he could not bear to go out of the room without it but madame holikoff took him by the hand and drew him along with her in the hall she stopped him again as before she is proud she is struggling with herself but kind charming generous she exclaimed in a half whisper oh how i love her especially sometimes and how glad i am again of everything dear alexey fyodorovitch you didn't know but i must tell you that we all all both her aunts i and all of us lise even have been hoping and praying for nothing for the last month but that she may give up your favorite dmitri who takes no notice of her and does not care for her and may marry ivan fyodorovitch such an excellent and cultivated young man who loves her more than anything in the world we are in a regular plot to bring it about and i am even staying on here perhaps on that account but she has been crying she has been wounded again cried alyosha never trust a woman's tears alexey fyodorovitch i am never for the women in such cases i am always on the side of the men mamma you are spoiling him lise's little voice cried from behind the door no it was all my fault i am horribly to blame alyosha repeated unconsoled hiding his face in his hands in an agony of remorse for his indiscretion quite the contrary you behaved like an angel like an angel i am ready to say so a thousand times over mamma how has he behaved like an angel lise's voice was heard again i somehow fancied all at once alyosha went on as though he had not heard lise that she loved ivan and so i said that stupid thing what will happen now to whom to whom cried lise mamma you really want to be the death of me i ask you and you don't answer at the moment the maid ran in katerina ivanovna is ill she is crying struggling hysterics what is the matter cried lise in a tone of real anxiety mamma i shall be having hysterics and not she 
please for mercy's sake don't scream don't persecute me at your age one can't know everything that grown-up people know i'll come and tell you everything you ought to know oh mercy on us i am coming i am coming hysterics is a good sign alexey fyodorovitch it's an excellent thing that she is hysterical that's just as it ought to be in such cases i am always against the woman against all these feminine tears and hysterics run and say yulia that i'll fly to her as for ivan fyodorovitch's going away like that it's her own fault but he won't go away please for mercy's sake don't scream oh yes you are not screaming it's i am screaming forgive your mamma but i am delighted 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 did you notice alexey fyodorovitch how young how young ivan fyodorovitch was just now when he went out when he said all that and went out i thought he was so learned such a savant and all of a sudden he behaved so warmly openly and youthfully with such youthful inexperience and it was all so fine like you and the way he repeated that german verse it was just like you but i must fly i must fly alexey fyodorovitch make haste to carry out her commission and then make haste back please do you want anything now for mercy's sake don't keep alexey fyodorovitch a minute he will come back to you at once madame holakoff at last ran off before leaving alyosha would have opened the door to see lise on no account cried lise on no account now speak through the door how have you come to be an angel that's the only thing i want to know for an awful piece of stupidity lise good-bye don't dare to go away like that lise was beginning lise i have a real sorrow i will be back directly but i have a great great sorrow and he ran out of the room end of section twenty nine